You've tuned in to TV You Grew Up With, where we interview the people who created the greatest TV shows ever made. Here's your host, Jim Harrell. Welcome to TV You Grew Up With. I'm Jim Harold. So glad to be with you once again. And uh, today is a red letter day. We have a big star with us, famous for his role as Mick Belker on the classic TV drama Hill Street Blues. Bruce Weitz has done it all in an acting career spanning decades. Theater, TV drama, movies, soap operas, and he's won an Emmy in the process. And we're so glad to have him with us on the program. Bruce, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's nice to be with you. So, uh, you know, that's a lot to, to, to pack in many years, but it had to have a start. So uh, where did uh, Bruce White's uh, start uh, down his uh, road to uh, uh, acting uh, perfection? Um, I think when I was about seven years old, um, um, I'm Jewish, and the temple that uh, my family belonged mm-hmm. to was doing a play uh, with, um, you know, a lot of kids' roles in it. And I was talked into uh, auditioning for that and and did that. And that uh, it was a wonderful experience for me, even at that young age. And that's really what got me started. I mean, I, I sort of look forward to doing it after that. Now... Uh... I, I think a lot of times when somebody has a, a huge role, uh, like Belker, people think that's when their acting career started, but uh, certainly not not so in, I think, in most cases, and certainly not in yours. A- am I correct that, did you debut on Broadway across from George C. Scott? Is that correct? Yeah, it wasn't my debut, but uh, I, I did uh, do Death of a Salesman with um, George C. Scott. Uh <laughs> My debut came in a play that closed in one night. <laughs> <laughs> a short-lived uh, debut, but it, but yes, it, I try I try to forget that as much as I I can. We'll stick with know. the George C. Scott. But what was that like? I mean, you were a relatively young guy at that point. What was that uh, like to act across from a giant like that? It was a thrill every night. I'll tell you, he he. Um, his concentration is so fierce uh, and his dedication to what he's doing is well over 100%. I mean, he's, he, he was an amazing actor and it was a privilege to work with him. I mean, what can you say? I, I can't um, put into words all the things that I learned in that experience. It was wonderful. And uh, you were in the theater, so why did you make the decision to make the move to TV? Was it just, you know, the, the, there's a practicality of work? Uh, what what drove you to kind of look at the, I know you did a lot of guest shots and things like that before Hill Street. Uh, what led you down the road to TV? Money. <laughs> I love an honest man. <laughs> well, that's what did it. I mean, you know, you can work, uh, you can work in the theater. I mean, if you're a decent actor, you can work in the theater and and, and make a, you know, just get by. Right. Uh, and, and just getting by was, didn't interest me anymore. I uh, <laughs> I had been doing that for a long time, so I figured I'd just come out here and give it a shot and see what happens. You know. And and and, and how it worked out well. Yeah, yeah, it certainly did. How did, how did you make that transition? Did you have uh, 
contacts in L.A.? I mean, how did that how did that go? Yeah, well, it didn't hurt that I went to school with Stephen Bochco, yeah. who created Hill Street Blues. <laughs> um, but actually, I was under contract when I came out here, uh, or about a year after I got here, with NBC um, to do TV shows and pilots for them. And I did uh, a couple of them, and they didn't sell. And then this was the last one before the contract was up. Hill Street. Just in time. Yeah, it was (laughs) for a lot of reasons. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, just in time is aptly put. So when you were, you know, it always um, interests me when we talk to someone who has done you know, a seminal project, something that was huge. And you talk to them and you ask them the question, did you know at the beginning, did you have a sense that this was something special or is this just the latest in the series of pilots that I hope that I catch on? What What were your thoughts at the time uh, in the early days? This was um, something that everyone connected with and thought was special. Uh, right from the get-go. Uh, we had, I remember we... After everyone was cast, we had about four days of rehearsal at a hotel out in the San Fernando Valley uh, in a big conference room. We, we were in there four days, and I remember talking to everybody in the cast, and everybody was blown away by the script. So, yes, I, not only me, but everybody else was aware that it was it was special. <laughs> We actually, a couple of us, me included, um, actually thought that it was too good. Too good for television? Well, not too good for anything uh, right at that time, Uh, especially television because it's a weekly experience. I mean, it would have been okay in a film, I guess, but to have, the audience had to make a commitment with that. You know, that wasn't something that you could watch, one watch show. And, and do the laundry at the same time. Right. You had to sit down and give an hour of your time for that. And, uh, and, that's, and that, to me, says that it's something really special. And, and uh, it's hard for audiences. I, I, was, we, I was amazed that as many people watched it, uh, watched it as did. You know, I was, it, it still amazes me sometimes to think about it. I, I think we have to go back. I'm in my 40s, so I remember when it came out. I was a kid, but I remember when it came out. But TV was a lot different back then. Particularly- Thank you very much for that, Jim. I appreciate, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that uh, shout-out to me. <laughs> no offense, no offense. But, but, I remember, but I remember TV shows before then. They were uh, dramas, hour-long dramas, unless they were like a Dallas or that kind of thing, a soap opera. TV shows like, let's say, a Columbo, which actually was a a good show, but it was self-contained. It was a 60-minute, 90-minute show, whatever it was that week. And in the beginning, the middle end happened there. But Hill Street had these long story arcs that were really kind of a new thing or not common in TV drama. Is that correct? Yeah, it was very, it was, it was never done, really. Um, and, and if it was tried a couple of times, it never succeeded. I mean, um, but this was, um, 
Yeah, it was just time. It was, you know, that it the time that something happens, I think, has a lot to do with success or failure, especially in television, especially something new. Um, it, it was, uh, it, and I, I believe that that it was, it was its time. You know, done another five years before, five years after, it might not have uh, done done as well as it did. If I understand correctly, in ratings-wise, it didn't catch immediately, and it took uh, it took some support from people like uh, I think Fred Silverman to to keep it going. Yes, but that, you know, <laughs> television is um, is habitual as far as the audience is concerned, and generally speaking. So, if you have a television show that starts on a Thursday night and then goes to Saturday night, and then goes to Monday night, and then goes to Tuesday night, and finally back to Thursday night, all in the course of the first season, you can't expect people to watch it on a regular basis. Sure. You know, it's just, it's not what people do. Uh, And and Silverman was smart enough to say, hey, I understand that, and I'm going to take a chance with it because I think it's really good, and he made the right move. He, He certainly did. You know, it strikes me today, you know, especially with... Now the streaming with Netflix and Amazon and all the different things and and certainly the HBO stuff. I I think in many ways Hill Street is the parent of those kind of long form quality, high quality shows. I think of Sopranos, Breaking Bad, House of Cards. It strikes me that maybe without Hill Street Blues, none of those shows may not have happened if that concept of those long story arcs and a more serious treatment wouldn't have worked. do, Do you think there's something to that? Well, I um, uh, respectfully, I, I disagree in the sense that there would have been something else, whether it was Somebody a year or, or, or two years away, but eventually somebody else would have done it because it, it was, it, it's the natural growth, you know, out of uh, all that other stuff. Now, when you, when you were in the, the middle of it, you won an Emmy Award. And I've always wanted to ask somebody who has won a, a, you know, a major award like that, like an Emmy or a Tony or an Oscar, what is that like to be recognized by, uh, by a group as the best in the business? I, I mean, I, I've heard some people say, ah, I don't care about awards. But I've got to believe that that's really got to be a special moment. Bullshit. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I mean, when people say, oh, it's just awards, everybody... Everybody in this business would love to be honored that way. Sure. You know, and I, I was fortunate, you know, that I experienced that, that um, not everybody in the business gets to be that fortunate, unfortunately. Um, but it, it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a thrill to know that your peers think that at that point in time you were doing good work. You know? I, I want to get your thoughts on the 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 character of Belker. He's such a strong character in in the show. You know, to prepare for this, to refresh my memory, I went back and uh, read a lot of synopses and things. And oh, it's the first character every time is Belker. As mentioned, um, <laughs> but I mean, it would seem like to me that um, 
It would have been really easy to fall into kind of a one note with that character, kind of a stereotype. So, so how did you how did you manage to keep him multi multifaceted and not just the the guy that bites people? Well, I I didn't uh, I didn't manage it at all. The uh, the producers and the writers um, extended the character and made him more than one dimensional, as they did every character on that show. I think. Um, so and then as actors we executed what they did, uh, which was to give growth through the storylines to uh, to people who could have been you're absolutely right entirely one dimensional, which is and especially at that time you saw that a lot. You know, week after week they were doing the exact same thing in a lot of television shows with no growth. So when when a writing staff and a, pro, a producing staff allows the actors to grow like that, it's like it's like manna from heaven. I'm curious what did what did cops say about the show? They liked it. Uh, I would say ninety eight percent. I ran into a couple of police officers who thought it was nonsense, but um, for the most part. They liked it, and they liked what it stood for. Um, it was... Uh, they, they liked that their heroes were flawed, which which they all understood better than anybody else. Because we're... we're you know, they're, they're real cops. We're all flawed, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, we are, all of us. But, you know, and... Uh, yes. I think you're absolutely right. We are. Um, so you have this, you know, I, I guess you could call the once in a lifetime experience, this amazing experience. Uh, I believe it ran until 1987. Um, what's the mindset coming out of something like that? It was a great run and, and looking forward to the next thing. Um, dread, excitement for the next chapter. I mean, what's that like? Because that has to be a little, uh, a little tough to come up with, pardon upon a, a second act. <laughs> you know, nobody understands unless you've gone through it. <laughs> People, it's very hard for people to understand that when an act, when an actor has done a job for seven years, and then is faced with the prospect of not knowing where his next job is coming from, it's it you know you tend to panic a little bit, sure. or at least I did, and I'm and I know a lot of people in this business who have done the same thing. It's difficult, you know, you're, you're, you're right back out on the street again. Now, true, you have um, people who are looking at you a little differently, and the work comes a little easier, mm-hmm. you know, after that kind of experience. But, you know, that's always the actor's concern is, will I be working? And no matter how long it lasts, there comes a time when every actor goes through that. Coming out of that, did you, I mean, were you mainly like, hey, I just want to get work, or did you want to do something that was a complete departure to, to show people you, you know, you weren't just uh, Mick Belker, you weren't, you weren't Mick Belker, you, you, you were Bruce, Bruce White's. Um, I, I, 
I didn't think of that. I just thought about going in and doing my work in 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 auditions, uh, um, and if I didn't have to audition, going in and doing my work because if you do your work, uh, um, a, a decent actor will always change because no two scripts are the same. You know, the, uh, there are differences in every character every actor plays. The thing is, you find those, and then you have to trust yourself to show other people that you can do other things. And if you can't, you can't. Look, the key is to work. For an actor, for an insurance salesman, you know, to work sure. and to make a living for your family. That's what you're doing. Um, and so I just went out and did my best, and it worked out. And I think that's all that anybody can do. On, on the artistic side of it, I'd be curious because you have great experiences uh, across the board. Can you talk a little bit about the artistic, I mean, we could do a whole course on this, but some of the artistic differences between doing movies and TVs, uh, TV and the stage, uh, some, some of the delineations? Um, yes, I can tell you that in movies and the stage, you have more time. And on the stage, you have more time than in movies, you know, and the creative process happens during the rehearsal period. So I think creatively and artistically, the more time one has, um, the better off, uh, the better off, um, I think most people are. You know, the more time they have to prepare and to research and to evaluate uh, and to make choices, I think that benefits every actor, every director, every producer. You know, it's just time is, uh, but time is hard to come by in this business. Do you think doing TV when you went back and did stage or, or other things, it made you better because you had this long history, seven years or whatever it was, of having to quickly turn around and memorize scripts and kind of getting the material and processing it quickly, did it make you a faster study and, and better on the stage, in your view? Um, it made me a faster study, and um, I really had to fight against making the easier choices. You know, after you do a television show for seven years, you become hopefully a little facile, so you start to rely on safe things, you know, and the tendency is to not to stretch yourself for a myriad of reasons, um, all having to do with comfort zone. If you know, if you, I mean, I, I'm not sure I'm even making myself clear. No, I understand. Uh, so... Yeah, I I understand exactly where you're coming from. What are some of your favorite things you you did after after Hill Street? I know you did uh, a lot of guest work on various TV series, uh, certainly uh, General Hospital, and I want to talk to you about that format, the soap opera format. But what were some of the the favorite things that you, that you did after Hill Street? There was there was a uh, I did a number of TV movies, and there were uh, there was one of them that I really loved doing, and it turned out really nicely and it was called um, uh, the Ruby Silver 
it was um, we shot it in um, outside of Calgary in, in uh, Canada, and it was a story about um, an old time silver miner uh, who goes back out looking for gold. Uh, and silver uh, with with a young guy, and, and uh, it's just, you know it was like an ABC Family right movie of the week. So, so that was that was one of your favorites, and and I know you worked on General Hospital for several years now. What was that like to work on a, a soap opera? Uh, because that would seem to me to be a very different uh, kind of uh, experience and even maybe a little more hyperdrive than a regular series. It is. It's crazy, but it's, you know, it gets the adrenaline going. It was a lot of fun. It was really a lot of fun. I did it for a, a little under f- four years. And uh, it was like every every day going to work was exciting because there was no time. <laughs> so I mean, talk about off the cuff, and 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 you know, in that circumstance, you really have to be relaxed because you have to let whatever is happening come out at the moment. It's almost uh, it's almost like a, a little bit of improv, even though I'm sure you got to stick to the script. There's not a lot of room for improvisation and ad libbing. In a way, you're basically being handed a scene, and you have to go do it. Yeah, and I, yeah, I mean it's. I mean, you get to have the script at home, and you know, and do a little homework, and uh, you know, and make some choices there about how to execute certain things. Um, but for the most part, you're flying by the seat of your pants, and that's, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> when they pay you to have a good time, that's uh, <laughs> that's the best of both worlds. Do you think soaps are sometimes unfairly given a bad rap? Yes. A lot of hard work. I mean, a bad rap artistically, you know, they could all be better. I mean, <laughs> um, you have to remember that um, soap operas appeal to, uh, uh, you know, a certain section of the population. Not everybody likes soap operas, but obviously enough people like them, so they're still on the air. Yeah, the, I mean, General Hospital alone, what. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of these soap operas go back to the days of old-time radio, or some of them do, at least. So, I mean, right. uh, there's certainly an audience for them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, since General Hospital, I, I think that wrapped for you, I believe, in, in 2012. What are, you, what are you up to these days? What have you been doing? Uh, I haven't been doing anything, actually. I mean, connected with the business. Um. After General Hospital, I thought to myself, um, it's getting harder for me to get jobs mm-hmm. um, because I'm getting older and there are less parts. When I go into, when I went into audition for stuff, which I had to do, which was fine with me, that's part of the business. Um, but instead of having 20 people audition for one part, like it was in the past, now people were having 50 and 60 people in. And um, (laughs) the process became much more difficult. uh, And I thought, hell, I've been doing this for so long. There are other things I love doing. I'm not going to do it anymore if it's going to make me uncomfortable. 
So I stopped. Um, that was uh, about four years ago, five years, uh, four years ago. And do, do you do you have a passion now that uh, something outside of the, the the theatrical and acting world? I do indeed. Um, I uh, I raise vegetables and ten chickens. That sounds and like a very uh, interesting and fulfilling life. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I actually have the same passion for it that I uh, that I had for acting. So it's uh, you know. I'm just I'm having a ball. It will almost seem like to me there's got to be a certain satisfaction to be able to, to look uh, back on a body of work and say, you know, I, I did that pretty darn well. You know, I, I created something that's, you know, going to live on uh, and uh, made a living at it. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I think that's great, and I'm glad that happened, but it's time to do something different and then, and then have a whole new passion. That's, that's going to be a uh, – and again, I bring this up, a second act. It's, it's going to be pretty nice. It is pretty nice, you know, and I uh, – why push your luck? I got <laughs> – I've been lucky for a long time, and it's nice to go out uh, when it's like your choice which I, I love. I love the fact that uh, I, I made the choice to do it as opposed to, you know, some other way. Uh, and that, that makes me happy to know that I have, uh, that I had, like, uh, an opportunity to um, do what I wanted to do for so long, and now I'm doing something else that I want to do, and I feel even luckier. Now, is this something that you're doing just kind of for fun, or have you made a, a business out of it? Like, uh, is oh, no, it... no, not, not a business. Uh, but I have like a large um, uh, vegetable garden. It's about 2,600 square feet. Wow. Um, wow. That's <laughs> I admire that from somebody who has uh, a very brown thumb. Uh, <laughs> that's that's I, I, that that's uh, just as impressive as uh, all of the all of the acting. I do have to ask you a question, and and sure. I, I saw somebody else ask you this, so I'm going to totally rip off the question. But I thought it was such a neat question that I said, "Well, you know, uh, this will be the uh, reprise of it." Um, uh, Belker. If Belker uh, were a real person and, and he were out there today, would he have a chicken farm? What do you think he'd be doing today? <laughs> he, he does have a chicken farm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Well, uh, I just got to say, it's been a real honor to spend this time with you. So glad that you're doing well and enjoying what you're doing. You gave enjoyment to so many millions of people over the years. Bruce Weitz, we wish you the best continued success with those vegetables and those chickens. And thank you for joining us on TV you grew up with. My pleasure, Jim. Good luck to you. And thank you for joining us today on TV You Grew Up With. And we've got other great guests coming up like Bruce. I hope you'll subscribe to us on iTunes and tell your friends. Let's find out what those classic TV stars are doing today, whether they're continuing in the acting field or doing something that they're passionate about like Bruce. We thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye, everybody.